Today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Locker Room, it's changing the way we talk sports. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Coming to you on a Wednesday here, as I mentioned, uh, in the middle of the week, where the Phillies opened up a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves last night, lost by a score of 9-5. It's a game that I feel like I've seen a million times this season in prior years. Phillies have a lead. They take it into the eighth inning. They actually battled back and forth for a little bit there. So the you know the Braves strike first a couple of times in this game. We'll recap the entire game in its entirety a little bit. But the Phillies strike back. They get five runs of offense. And then in the eighth inning, the Braves go off for a total of five runs. And it wasn't like they were smacking the ball out of the ballpark. Some of these runs were preventable. There was an Austin Riley home run in the eighth that tied the game. A single followed by an error, followed by, you know, just... A horrible defense in this game, a bullpen blowing the game late. And unfortunately, the efforts of the Phillies to actually claw their way back in an important divisional game is all for naught. Aaron Nola, the way he's pitching so far this season is closer to a three-starter than an ace. Pete McCannon once called him that. And Phillies fans clowned him for years, myself included, of how ridiculous that was based upon what the pitcher that Aaron Nola had turned into. And I'm not writing off... Aaron Nola. I'm not saying he's permanently a three-starter, but this year he's pitched closer to a three-starter than an ace. He's probably oh, about a two-starter right now. He's been solid, but not anything special. His ERA following the game on Wednesday climbed the north of four as he goes five innings, allows another four runs, goes 89 pitches, still has not had his sharpest stuff basically all season. So we'll continue to talk about him as the season goes along and as I recap the game. The debut, a number of roster decisions for the Phillies entering uh, this game, and I'll, I'll go through all of those in their entirety before I, or as I recap this game in full. But Luke Williams was the most notable guy. He got the call up from AAA, got his first major league hit, got a bunt hit, and actually got like a little league triple out of it because the throw went down the first baseline, and he came around to third base. Actually led the Phillies scoring a run. So Luke Williams being productive. But all of that was for nothing because the Phillies didn't find a way to win this game. And as much as I've been on Nola, five innings, four runs is not – look, it's not good. It's certainly not what you want of a guy who has the ace label thrown around him a lot. I hope this is just a bad half for Aaron Nola. And he does return to ace quality, but he doesn't look like that in a while so far this season. And the last ace quality start, I would say he had, he had a pretty good start against the Marlins, but really, really stellar was against the Cardinals back in April. And he goes five innings, four runs, and that kept the Phillies in the game. The Phillies were holding a lead into the eighth inning in the game, and they blew, they blew it in a way that is very common for this team. And it's just... It's such a microcosm for what this season is and an overall problem that we've seen with this Phillies team time and time again, which is that this team just finds ways to lose games. Whatever that it factor is, that X factor, if you will, that allows teams and athletes in sports almost like a flare for the moment. You know, when the lights get a little bit brighter and the game's close late, what kind of plays are you going to make 
to go out and win a ball game, go out and win any kind of sporting event. You know, I'm sure many of you have been watching the NBA and NHL playoffs, in particular the NBA playoffs with the Sixers being on. And baseball and basketball are apples to oranges, and you can't just feed your best player in baseball. But NBA players are oftentimes judged upon how they play in crunch time in big games, such as playoff games, and every little play they make, and the the true all-time greats. Michael Jordan, LeBron James dealt with it for a while where people thought he couldn't come up big. But the true all-time greats have moments where you say to yourself, this guy is going to come up big when it matters most. And this Phillies team, just as a whole, does not do that. And tonight, the Phillies, they didn't have a lead anymore, but it was still a close game. And Sam Coonrod throws a ball into center field on what 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 would have likely what would have likely been a double play ball to get out of the inning and keep the game close. It's just like one bad blunder after another after another after another, and we've gone over all the mental errors that this team, that this manager, that just in general this ball club has had. And this was a physical error, but the defense has just been so bad, and in important spots too, and. The game becomes out of reach. The Braves take a four-run lead, 9-5. And, of course, the Phillies go down quietly, or relatively quietly, in the eighth and the ninth inning. And that's all she wrote for this game. And the Phillies lose what was an important division game, a game that I labeled earlier this week as maybe perhaps the most critical in this entire series, and certainly a critical game on the schedule when you look at where the Phillies are in the standings or you look at where the Atlanta Braves are in the standings, given that I still think the Braves are going to go on a run here at some point. You have to beat up on a team like that when they're vulnerable and when they're able to be beaten. And this was, like the Braves, I know they put up nine runs, but this wasn't one of the all-time great Braves performances we've seen against the Phillies where they just come out and win by seven or eight runs and they're untouchable. There are nights like that where you just tip your cap to the other team. That's not what this was. The Phillies were in this game and found a way to give it away and it just seems like every every time they get in a close game, it, sometimes you see athletes, sometimes you see teams and say, that, that team's going to go out and find a way to win. Behind this athlete who you feel really good about, this athlete's going to come up in a big spot, or if the ball gets hit into the field, you feel good about them making the play and getting out of the inning. They just, they just have that it factor. The Phillies have whatever the opposite of that it factor is. And the ability to, if it's a close game, find a way to hand it over to the other team. And there was a stretch earlier this season where it felt like the Phillies were only playing one-run games. This will not go down as a one-run game, though it was a one-run game or a tie game for a while. It ended up being a four-run loss. But it, if you cannot perform late in games, if you can't find, don't have a nose to win close games, if you have a bullpen that isn't stellar and it finds ways to give... And this is almost kind of weird because two of these runs that came in late for the Braves weren't earned, but it was an error on the pitcher. It's just like a weird scoring quirk. It was still the pitcher's fault, but not based upon his pitching. He becomes a fielder at that point. It's just incredibly frustrating because you feel like this team needs all kinds of insurance runs day in and day out. And if you can't win close games, like, I'm sorry, you don't deserve to be a postseason team. And the Phillies have shown no ability so far this season that they deserve to be a postseason team. They say you are what your record says you are. The Phillies are 28 and 31, which 
by the way, through 59 games last year, and this is courtesy of friend of the podcast, Johnny Heller, is exactly what the Phillies were through 59 games last year. If they lose tonight's game against the Braves, that will put them at 28-32, which was their exact 2020 record through 60 games. So in terms of this team improving so far this season, there's going to be a larger sample size when all is said and done. But through the same 60-game sample size that we had last year, when push comes to shove, when we are just tallying up wins and losses, this is the exact same team. Think of how frustrating that 2020 team was last year with all the games that got blown in the bullpen. And now this offense so far this year has been worse. But on a day where they score five runs in an important game, they find a way to lose because that's what this team pretty consistently does when they're in a close game. And it's it's just so incredibly frustrating to watch that this team just has no – like. No ability, knowing how to win is oftentimes an overused cliche in sports, but they, but they really don't. And it's just, I don't even know what else to say because I've done this rant before, but it's just another loss for the Phillies in a game that is just, uh, it, I feel like I've watched on loop for much of my Phillies fandom life. More of the Locked on Phillies podcast coming right up, but first I have to tell you about Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you to make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can wish reimburse, where you can win cash reimbursements, I should say, should say with making purchases and When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, no, and of course you have free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs from June 8th to June 30th. When you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win a total of $1 million. Again, between June 8th, which was yesterday, and June 30th, you can make purchases for an entry to win $1 million. Credit Karma money, the progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Credit Karma is sponsored by, Instant Karma, I should say, is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services marked by MVB Bank. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits do apply. Also, I have to tell you about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for more than three years, made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three different flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate, Lucy Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. 
and convenient and discreet products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, on work, on the go, or even in the gym. 2021, get rid of your cigarettes, unplug that vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax do pre dollars on them. Locked on MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB and check out, and again, I have to give this disclaimer, the product, it contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, but if you check out lucy.co, use that promo code locked on MLB, you are sure to get a good deal. Recapping a 9-5, Phillies lost the hands of the Atlanta Braves uh, to Philadelphia versus Atlanta sporting events down at the sports complex on Tuesday night. The Sixers got the win over the Atlanta Hawks to tie their second round playoff series at 1-1, and the Phillies unable to complete the Philly over Atlanta sweep as they lose at the hands of the Braves, as I mentioned, 9-5. It starts with Aaron Nola, who had another, I'll say, just very meh start. As I mentioned, he goes five innings, allows four runs in this game, and another first-inning run uh, allowed by Aaron Nola in this game. He It was a double off the bat of Austin Riley. That scored uh, Ozzie Albies, and a little bit of a stat here, and this stat was courtesy, I saw this on Twitter, uh, of my predecessor here on the podcast, former Lachlan Phillies podcast host and currently with philliesnation.com. Be sure to check him out. Tim Kelly tweeting that Aaron Nola has a 6.92 ERA in the first inning in 2021. You see a number of teams, we saw it with the, Bra with the Rays when they played the Phillies, rather, but a number of teams in baseball have flirted with the idea of an opener because first inning is the only inning where you know exactly who is going to be lining up in that batting order, and it theoretically is the best hitters for the other team. And Aaron Nola has really, really struggled. He struggled so far this season pitching to uh, the numbers he would like. He's got an ERA over four, as I mentioned, but an ERA six, nearly seven, 692 in the first inning in 2021. Uh, it's just not as good as you would expect from a guy – uh, of his perceived caliber, you know, it's not good when the Phillies are already playing from behind in a number of his starts and so frequently allowing runs in the first inning. So Riley doubles, that makes it one nothing. He allows a Ronald Acuna home run uh, in the top half of the third. This ball, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go check out the video. So this was a pitch that was that was middle in to Ronald Acuna, and obviously he's one of the young stars, or just one of the stars in general in baseball. This was a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, middle in. And if you want to teach kids how to turn on a fastball inside who, who are learning to play the game, show them this Ronald Acuna swing because he teed off, fires the hips, hits one of the farthest balls I've ever seen at Citizens Bank Park. If you've ever had the chance, I mean, there's been – a, a number of second-deck home runs. Brad Miller hit one the other day, and even a handful of triple-deck home runs down to right field at Citizens Bank Park. Not so much into left field. That second-deck kind of is a little bit further back. If you don't believe me how far it is, if you ever have the chance to sit up there, go up to the second-deck and then go to the last row, or at least close to the last row, because that's where this ball for Ronald Lacuna went, listed at 460 feet. And this thing would have 
It looked like it would have flown a thousand feet if nothing stopped it. That thing got out in a hurry, was hit hard, was hit just down the line. So the Phillies go down 2-0. They get a run back in the bottom half of the third. Aaron Nola helping out himself. Uh, he, he actually laid down a very nice sacrifice bunt, which scored Alec Bohm. And the runners were in first and third for that. Uh, so he And then he moves up the runner to second base, uh, which was Ronald Torres. Top half of the fourth inning, he unfortunately gives the run right back. He allows a William Contreras home run to deep right center field. So the Braves catcher makes it a 3-1 game. Bryce Harper, his first home run since returning from the injured list, he homers to deep right center field. That makes the game 3-2. Top half of the fifth, it wouldn't be a Phillies-Braves game if it wasn't Freddie Freeman somehow killing the Phillies. He gets uh, an RBI single, makes the game 4-2. Bottom half of the fifth inning, Gene Segura hits a double. That scores Luke Williams following his first major league hit, which was a bunt hit, and then he gets to third base on the error. So now the Phillies are within one, and the bottom half of the sixth inning, they're going to tie and take the lead. It was a JT Romuto home run to deep right field. He goes opposite field again and goes yard. Brad Miller singled into shallow left center field. That scored Alec Bohm, who the Phillies had gotten a few base runners on following the Romuto home run. So now the Phillies have the lead, and they took that lead. Through, that was in the bottom of the sixth inning, all the way through the seventh, up until the beginning of the top of the eighth, when Austin Riley hit a home run that tied 5-5. William Contreras singled to center. That scored Dansby Swanson 6-5. And then this is where the floodgates kind of opened. It was uh, Guillermo Heredia. He reached on the Sam Coonrod throwing era. Abraham Almonte scores. That makes it 7-5. Ronald Acuna singles to shallow left. That scored Contreras and Heredia later in the inning. That made it 9-5. Two of those runs were unearned, and that's also, you can't even assume a double play when it comes to earned runs and errors and things like that. It was another instance of Sam Coon So Connor Brogdon allows two earned runs in that inning. Sam Coonrod, who has been good for the Phillies, although not nearly as good of late for the Phillies, but good overall this season. His one struggle has been when he comes into inherited innings. That was the case here, and the Phillies just fall apart, and as I mentioned, in the open, just struggle to find ways to win close games or at least keep themselves close in good games. It, it feels like every game that goes nine innings, it's only a matter of time. And the Braves play like they know it. Like the Braves absolutely know that they are better than the Phillies. It's And John Cruck went on a rant on this a few weeks ago when they were playing the Marlins. It's as if they know they can just outlast the Phillies and eventually they're going to make a mistake or that if they just hang around, they're going to really pound down the insurance, down the Phillies' throats. And that's exactly what the Braves did here. The Phillies make their own mistake. They capitalize, as it seems like they always do, win this game by a score of 9-5. Take game one of this three-game set in Philly, and the Phillies drop to 28-31 and on the season. They fall back in the NLE standings. They're still four games back of the Mets. The Braves pull within the two-and-a-half of the New York Mets, and so now all the more important, these next two games at Citizens Bank Park as the Phillies struggle, continue to struggle with the Atlanta Braves and continue to struggle against teams not named the Washington Nationals in the past month. Going to preview uh, the game tonight against the Braves, game two of that three-game series on the other side. But first, I have to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
chain stores have different price tiers for the professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear just the way airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Also, I have to tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. You can track all of the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams are running through the playoffs. And of course, baseball is already in full swing in the middle of June. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Looking ahead to tonight's Game 2 of a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves down at Citizens Bank Park, uh, trying to alleviate the pain from last night's loss, try and bounce back with a win. Interestingly enough, this is the fifth consecutive series for the Phillies where they've lost game one of a series. And of course, the only series that they actually came back and won was against the Nats this past weekend. They split with the Cincinnati Reds. They didn't play game three due to rain. They lost game one to the Reds there. They lost a two-game series, both games down in Tampa. They split a four-game series with Miami. They lost game one of that series. They got they won one of three from the Red Sox, lost the Friday game there. And the last time they won game one of a series, and a series they still lost, by the way, was against the Miami Marlins back on May the 18th. So it has been a while since they've actually beaten a team at first glance in a series. In game two, it'll be Zach Eflin against Tucker Davidson. And just one more thing, adding insult to injury from the Phillies losing last night's game. They had Drew Smiley on the mound did the Braves. That's a familiar face for the Phillies. He's, of course, a former Philly himself. Has an ERA that coming in the game was close to six, now down all the way to 582. He goes four and a third innings, allows just two runs, and, you know, the Braves had to get through, eat a decent chunk of the bullpen, or have a decent number of bullpen innings. They ended up going to six relievers after that, who, for the most part, did the job. Shane Green came in and allowed a couple of runs. But for the most part in this game, the the Braves were pretty solid and didn't allow Drew Smiley starting this game to really affect their chances of winning the game. And again, a lot of that was because the Phillies gave them a reason to score more runs late in a close game, in a game they had a chance to win, and you just have no confidence watching this team in a close game late that they're going to have what it takes to make one more play than the other team. And certainly against a team like the Braves, who have been vulnerable this season. They just got back to 500 last night. So they are, they've are they not played like the Braves of old. Still looks like they are uh, a tier or two above the Phillies, which isn't perhaps saying a whole lot. So anyway, getting back to tonight's game, it'll be Eflin against Davidson. Uh, I previewed Davidson a little bit the other day, but in case you missed it, uh, Davidson, a lefty, he's only made 
a couple of starts here in the big leagues. He's made two starts this year uh, against the Mets and Nationals, respectively. Six innings, three runs against the Mets, five and two-thirds, no runs, and just one hit, five strikeouts against the Nationals. So the Phillies have never seen him, but he's coming off a very solid performance um, and will look to continue that stretch or another good start for him uh, against the Phillies. And certainly, if you're an opposing pitcher, I'm sure you're licking your chops looking at that Phillies offense. For Zach Eflin, he's pitched relatively similar to Aaron Nola this season. The difference is he didn't have that ace expectation, if you will. You kind of expect him to be your number three starter, and he's pitched like that as well. Very similar to Aaron Nola. Comes in with a 4-10 ERA. Coming off a start in Tampa where he went just four and two-thirds, allowed four runs. Before that, Miami went six innings, allowed three earned runs. But he's had a handful of, I'd say, pretty good starts. He usually gives you a pretty serviceable, uh, if not pretty decent outing. So that is the hope, just give the Phillies a chance to win a ball game and the game gets blown late. That's not really on Zach Eflin. He still did his job. So that's the hope here in Game 2. And I'm also interested to see what Joe Girardi does with the lineup tonight because, you know, it's interesting. I was clinging to the fact that Aaron Nola is bad in first innings because it's the one inning that a baseball manager can line up his his lineup. And we saw a little bit of a change from Joe Girardi here on Tuesday. And he moved Reese Hoskins ahead of Bryce Harper in the order. Now, Harper did homer in this game, so you could say perhaps maybe just trying to switch things up, get Harper going off the injured list. And Reese Hoskins did go 0 for 5 in this game, though he had been hitting the ball relatively well uh, just as of a couple days ago. So... You know, I can understand where he the switch might be coming from, trying to get a change. Maybe you put Harper behind Hoskins. It sparks things for both of them, quite frankly, even more so for Hoskins. And you get Harper going back on that tear that he was before he really hurt himself and went on that bad, you know, 20-game stretch before the injured list stint. But the one thing I don't like about it, just kind of in an, as an overall concept, and I'm not saying this is going to be some sort of permanent change, but it's it's... You know that Bryce Harper, in this case, the Phillies went down 1-2-3 in the first inning, and Bryce Harper's not guaranteed a first inning at bat. And I can't remember the last time, if ever, quite frankly, that Bryce Harper in a Phillies uniform did not have a first inning at bat. So, look, it's better. He came up with a fresh inning to start the second inning, so there was nobody out. It wasn't like he was hitting with two outs. And had to keep the inning alive, but also, and I, I guess if he came up in the first inning, it would have been guaranteed that there were base runners on, but I don't know if you want necessarily Bryce Harper leading off the inning. You think about late in game situations, who do you want up with the game on the line? It's one more at bat that Reese Hoskins could potentially get that isn't Bryce Harper, but again, really going back to that first inning thing, it's the one inning you can line up your your batting order, and I kind of just always like the idea of Bryce Harper batting in the first inning. Maybe that's just me. I also just like him as the three-hitter. But Joe Girardi deciding to switch things up a little bit. So interesting to see what he does in tonight's game, especially against the lefty and going forward, um, kind of the different lineups he has at his disposal. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dan underscore Wilson 4 and the podcast at LO underscore Phillies.
Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.